Welcome to the George Lynch Hunting Podcast, brought to you by Legendary Gear, the game call company that is a legend by design. Folks, if it's not good enough for my lanyard, it's definitely not good enough for you. Well, folks, this week we got a, a good friend of mine, uh, a blast from the past, but a guy who is an innovator in our in our industry and very proud to call him my friend. And I think he has one of the best, best products out there going, Al Falkenstein with Big Al Decoys. How you doing, Al? Good, George. Thanks for uh, having me on the show. I appreciate that. Well, I'm excited that you took your time. You're busy, especially we're in this busy time of year, and I know what crunch time is like. But, uh, you know, uh, the silhouette market has just gone crazy here, especially in the last two years. It's been, you know, we've been using them for years, as you and I well, both know. We've been, we've been, you know, it's it's gone way back. But uh, the, I guess the craze, the social media craze has gone, I would say the last two years has gone wild with it and i'm sure you've probably seen a great increase in your business of it and, and stuff but i can remember back in the day when i was down in erie michigan you and i met and i think you and your family came down there to erie to my shop and to try out calls right. and everything we all went to lunch together and and uh, that yeah. that time you were working <laughs> tell me that uh, you know I, and i'll get into what your background but with your background you were going to work on some silhouettes and Wanted to know what I thought of them, and so you had brought some up, and we used them. Neat thing is, I lived with ducks and geese in my backyard, so we got to leave them out and and see the reply and reaction of of birds, you know, in our area. But uh, if you would, why don't you give our listeners here a little bit of background of what you do, you know, what you do, and how you started Big Al's uh, decoys? Sure, appreciate that. Uh geez, it's probably been around 13 years ago already. Um, Somewhere in there, I was on a snow goose hunt with a friend in Arkansas, and uh, they had uh, some crude cutout silhouettes there, and uh, you know they they were awfully crude. And uh, I mean, we killed birds, you know, with those and and socks and stuff. But uh, a friend that was with me said, "Man, you could really make do a much better job than this stuff, uh, you know, at the print company." So uh, my family has a printing company. Uh, here in Norton, Ohio, and uh, about a 60-year-old company, and uh, it's my dad and my, my mom actually started it, um, and we print for major companies ac- across the country, and so I, I had the the resources there and the knowledge of printing on plastics and the fluted plastic, which is you know known, known now as like coral plastic, uh, plastic corrugated, and I've been printing on that for years for, you know, uh, soft drink companies and tobacco companies and stuff like that. So we know about the quality inks and the stuff like that to make them stick and no fade and that type of thing. So that that part was that part was easy. It was just the you know getting getting into it uh, with the photographs and the forms and the the stake systems and you know not only that and it, and just like you know George with any product that you have and you. You try to bring it to uh, the market, you know, things are, it's just not a slam dunk. I mean, you've got, usually you have competition and usually with uh, the internet these days, it's, you know, that's uh, your only sell and there's, there's always other people doing the same thing some way, somehow. And, you know, you have to make yourself stand apart from, from the crowd. So you just keep plugging away and make the best you can. And I know, of course, we're made in the USA. And that's a that's been a big plus for us and, and our business. So uh, that's just a little bit of how it started there. And you know, I had people like yourself that 
picked up on our product uh, years ago when we, when we first came out. I was doing some of the shows there, and always when they asked where do you want to where do you want to have your booth, I said next to George <laughs> because we always had fun, you know, right next to you guys, and and so uh, you know those were some those were some good times. So yeah, that's that's a. Uh, that's kind of how it started in, in, a, in a small way. And, but, you know, you keep pounding the pavement and, uh, uh, you know, uh, every day is, you know, we, we're always thinking about hunting season, uh, whether it's spring or, or summer. And, you know, as far as our products go and making a uh, more variety of products and, and, uh, you know, different species and, and stuff like that. Well, you know, your clarity is spot on and, and, you know, here's the thing, you got 13 years of not just, you know, your background and a family business of sign making, which, you know, a lot of the technology you guys have already occurred, like you mentioned earlier, but you got 13 years, you know, of doing this, just the silhouettes. And what would right. you say for some of the, the plus and minuses of things that you mistakes or things that you learned along the way? I'll be honest with you the very first ones that we did were was a two-piece system we actually had a slide in back for the overhead view and uh so they were a two two-part silhouette and uh uh which was you know kind of i want to say unique but there wasn't much of that going on at the time you know when i when i pitched that out there and 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 was showing it to different people and got it in some different people's hands and again, these are these are my very first ones. I, I was start, starting to talk to outfitters, guides, and stuff like that. They're like, you know, that's nice and, and cool and whatnot, but uh, we want to just grab something and stick it in the ground and keep going. You know, we've got to put out, uh, you know, 10, 20, 30, 50 dozen of these, you know, and we don't have time to slide in backs and, and pull those out and that type of thing. So, you know, kind of quickly there, I figured out that that's not going to, be you know something great for for them for the masses and so uh but as far as the other thing goes and uh, you know we've always been known to have a, a larger honker silhouette you know we our silhouette honker silhouettes were probably the one of the largest in the industry aside from people that made them intentionally you know gigantic and i i don't know if anybody was out there doing that commercially but, but but you know, some people were into that magnum or super magnum scene. But anyway, we were we were just large, and and uh, you know on that, and and a lot of people really liked having a large goose silhouette. Uh, you know, at least life size, if not a little bit bigger. Um, you know, we've we've always when we still stayed on the large side for our honker silhouettes. Um, but uh, the other thing. Though that we've you know had to experiment with, like other companies that make silhouettes, is the sheen uh, factor. That's because it's a two two D product. You know, so much light hits that silhouette. Uh, you know, two dimensionally, and so it's so we'll call it flat. That it's it's in the surface area is just hard to make extremely dull and. Um, you know, that in the beginning years was something that I think a lot of the silhouette companies had to deal with uh, that were preying on the, on the coral plast, on that flat plastic material. You know, other, other than a real geese that had the 
Pro 2 with the cloth uh, material over top. Um, <clears throat> but we, you know, we, I don't want to say the word we struggled with that, but we, we definitely had to, you know, be aware of that and make improvements along the way. And in the last few years, I mean, we've, we've got a great matte overprint that we use now. And it's, we, 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 we actually have a gloss meter and we, we read zero so much of the time. And, and one, you would, you know, even one is to, to the human eye. I mean, you're never going to see a reflection or any sheen or anything, even at one or, or even two for that matter. But, you know, when we hit zero and we're testing that all the time and making sure we're hitting zero, we're definitely, you know, uh, uh, keeping that to the forefront. I so, bet you one of the few companies that's actually taking equipment that measures the gloss is, uh, you know, especially on a quality control thing. That's really important. Right. And I remember talking right. back with, uh, you were, you're talking about larger, you know, a larger goose and, and a larger decoy. But I remember interviewing uh, Dave Smith and Bad, Brad Cochran there a few months back. And one of the things that mm-hmm. they, they said that they saw more success and a lot of the guys weren't getting into it, but they had more success with the larger Canada goose decoys that were, you know, larger than a regular goose. For they just seemed right. that the, that the geese reacted well to them, and I so that's pretty much the same thing that you're seeing with the silhouette. And you're probably one of the few silhouette companies I know that's talked about that. I think it's very important. I think it's you know for one thing, it's a visual standpoint out in the field. But uh, would you say that's a, pretty much the same observation that you've you've made? Yeah, I mean uh, definitely. There's there's never been any any goose that uh, you know as far as uh, flaring from from that from that fact uh, for sure. Uh, but uh, you know they they there is nothing that bothers them with it being oversized. That's for sure. And you know oversized decoys have been around for a long time. A long time. Yeah. Uh, and and they and they and they've worked well for the most part. You know, in in on almost all species, but, uh, you know, we, we do, you know, yes, we have a honker silhouette, obviously our X14 packs and our other greater packs and, uh, greater sized geese, uh, and the sleeper packs and black and whites even, but, um, you know, we do make other species. We do make a true lesser, uh, we've had been doing that now for several years and we've, uh, this past year, just uh, a few months ago, actually, came out with a, a, a cackler. So, you know, again, mm. uh, we're, we've got, you know, we've got the big and the medium and the small, you know, in that, in that uh, Canada goose uh, series, we'll call it. So, you know, that's, that's, that's important, I think, uh, you know, and, and they, they do all react differently and they, they do, you know, uh, Lessers, you know, decoy better with lessers for the most part. Uh, cacklers decoy better with cacklers. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's it's important to to have that, you know, and and not a one or two type uh, product does it all, you know. And that's that's and that's what we're that's what we've been doing is is going directly toward the species. Now you have the speckabellies as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, we have specs, and we've been doing very well with our specs. Uh, you know, I, I started a, a line uh, of speckle bellies uh, several years ago, and and uh, you know they they were good, but uh, 
I've been working with with uh, Ken White from uh, California. Yeah. Uh, he's you know he's really really good on specs. I mean he's he's been a former world champion spec caller and you know he's he's uh, uh, just you know it, it it makes a it makes a difference. You know I'm not in spec country. We're here in Ohio and and yeah I might hunt some specs or get into some specs uh, if I travel. Uh, somewhere for a hunt for the season, but uh, it makes a big difference of, you know, collaborating, I'll say, with people that really know the species, and, and, and especially if you're going to make that species, and, and, and you know, uh, so it's, it's just important to, to, you know, have the right tools, so, and, and Ken's, a, Ken's a great guy and a, and a great, great asset for us on those speckle bellies and and we have gotten a lot of a lot of compliments you know a lot of attention uh drawn to our speckle belly silhouettes so they uh, you know they've been doing very well they're very lifelike very detailed and uh pretty much we'll say spot on well we have our speck belly population has increased tenfold out here and um i would probably say in the regular season i saw just as many speckle bellies as i did honkers you know and I got a friend coming yeah. up from Arkansas next week, and we're going to be hunting some fields. And first thing he asked, he said, "Hey, I've heard that we've been the guys are seeing some speckleberries up there." He says, "You got speckleberry decoys as well?" Yeah, I said, you know, "We're in Iowa here, so yeah, we'll, we'll be hunting specks." And it's really wild that, that uh, you know, I'm like you when I was in Michigan. If I saw specks, it was like a rare event. And uh, I got, so I was yeah. just looking the other day on my phone, Diane and I have been because we live right here on the refuge. The waterfowl refuge and you know so all the birds got to fly either come over or head back in over our place and um last year we'd sit and it was last uh, the springtime when the snows and specks but we were so covered up that i would say the last uh, hour before darker and i would have our evening cocktail and you know you're listening to speckabellies just coming over for two hours straight just diving in behind the house yeah. and all night long we could sit on the <laughs> deck and listen to them on the water you know and and uh I, wow yeah so it's really last year we had so many specs that were in the big groups coming off the hunting in the field that a couple you know two or three times i didn't call a shot because we just had way too many birds and um they were just in them big groups but uh yeah i gotta get you out here and get into some of the spec shooting sounds good i'm ready um yeah i know that the specs have increased on almost all the flyways and they are branching out into areas where they've not normally been and I and they have got some here in Ohio and and uh you know our season just actually opened last weekend so I mean we've got a long ways to go so there's still a good chance to for us to to you know have some come through the state now I'm more in the central north you know uh northeast central part part of the state but uh you know, our the western part of the state, which you know runs up toward Illinois, Indiana. There, uh, we we, you know that there's a good chance to get speckle bellies through that area for sure. Well, I don't know so. if you've, you've heard this story about my wife, but a few couple of years ago, we were doing a hunt with uh, Governor Huckleby down in Arkansas, and she was down there doing some stuff, some marketing stuff with a group down there that we were working with, and. So she was down there a few days, went out with the guys, and she might have got a duck or so. But, you know, it took me when I flew down and they picked me up that we go out in this field. And I'm, I'll be honest with you, I didn't want to go because 
I've never seen it snow so hard that it's blowing sideways, especially in Arkansas. But it was blowing sideways, <laughs> and she was a trooper, and they had a, a field or a pit in the field. And but she went and we out that afternoon. She shot her first back, and she was so excited. So uh, the year before last, her first goose hunt with me at the north of our place here in Iowa. I take her out, and I'm working with her in the A-frame, kind of watching here. Man, these birds are just sucking right into us. And her first two Canada geese that she ever killed, both were banded. Oh, my gosh. You know, and, wow. she, and she really didn't quite understand it. you got to enjoy this, Al. You, she really didn't get it till you know, during all the shows and all the guys hearing about it. Oh, my goodness, I've hunted my whole life. Never got a band, blah, blah, blah. So it's funny, the next year we're hunting and every bird going down, she goes, has it got a band? <laughs> <laughs> nope, well. nope, <laughs> it's my band. <laughs> Now she's racing right, welcome me. Welcome to your world. I tell you what, I didn't realize how fast she was until she was racing the dog to the bird. <laughs> <laughs> and outrunning him. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So so that <laughs> she wanted to make sure that dog didn't take it back to somebody else. <laughs> That's right. Who who's he loyal to? The guy that feeds him last. Right. <laughs> Right. No, yeah. I'll tell you what, one thing that so she... You still have, you still hunt with a dog? Yeah, you know, we got a new one, uh, Buck. Buck, you remember old Buck the Wonder Dog? And Oh, yeah, I remember Buck. It's like if you ever get a dog like that once in your lifetime, you're blessed. And it, he was truly a tough one to beat. But uh, we we have a yellow lab now, Brody. And Brody's a different... He is, he is guns and roses, man. He is balls to the walls. He is... He is all about fetching. I could. That's all he wants to do is fetch, 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 fetch. And he wants. To, he's a workhorse. And you know what? He's he's right. uh, starting to come into his own. I think this year we're going to be excited. Uh, just you know, we basically just use him with Diane and myself. But he's the most gorgeous lad. But man, what a hunter! And he's he's just got the drive. That I've. I mean, he's just a spectacular athlete, and he's smart, and he's. Uh, so we're kind of excited to see what he'll do this year. But it was like I said, it was tough to replace old buck and uh, i'll probably right. never have another chess i love chessies but i'll probably never have another one just because right. i'll always be comparing him to buck so yeah yeah i agree with you yep he was a nice dog that's for sure so, well al let me yeah. ask you this if you know young kids are looking to get into uh, you know into into waterfall hunting and field hunting especially with with ducks and geese what would you re recommend number one what's your your starter kit to you know, young guys or somebody starting out, and then what's some tips and some spreads, and go from there. Sure. Uh, you can you can do you know as you know. I mean, how the season progresses. You know, in the beginning of the season, you could probably kill plenty of geese with just a single dozen silhouettes. And and when, the, when I say just the single dozen, it's because you know, they, when you properly use the silhouette, you're, you're, you need to turn them at different angles. So doing that, the bird's never going to see 100% of your spread at one time. Right. I mean, that's just, just how silhouettes work, and, and you know. But, but uh, in order to create mass or numbers, volume, you need more silhouettes. So, uh, you know, as they're saying, well, I, I, you know, there's still... 
when as the season goes on, uh, you know, more is better. Uh, and so what I guess I'm getting at is that when you, and you say starter and, and that, uh, I, I would think with five dozen silhouettes and a decoy bag, and, and if you specifically want honkers, that's that's fine. Uh, you know, you can do you can do some damage. In other words, you can have some really good hunts with with five dozen, I believe, even you know, properly spread out uh, and that type of thing. That should five dozen take you into, I would say, the you know the late uh, up until the late season. Uh, at that point. It, you can still do a lot of damage with five dozen. There's been people that have, you could do a lot of damage with three silhouettes technically, <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, but to, to really make it work and, and to have the confidence out there so that you're not worrying about decoys and saying, well, I don't think I have enough, uh, that type of thing, uh, you know, anywhere from that five dozen is a great starter period. It's, it's something if you invest into it or if you want to come back later, Buy a couple more dozen. Uh, that would—that's a good number. Uh, yes, you can do ten dozen come late season. You can do twenty. You can do do forty and fifty dozen up, up to that if you want to deploy that many and have some friends that want to put that many out with you and that type of thing. But you know, that's that's what's needed. And again, you need to turn those at different angles. Have good spacing between them. Not always very tight and close create pockets and create groups with them. That's, that's, you know, never, never run them entirely as a big bunch, but do watch what the birds are doing. As you know, I mean, if you're driving around and you see birds that are feeding tight, you know, replicate what you see. And, uh, uh, you know, but if they're feeding spread out, you know, I think weather has a lot to do with how they feed, uh, you know, obviously time of year, but, um, you know, uh, spread out is always good. Uh, you know, birds tend to tend to bunch together as they are nervous. Uh, that is one thing, whether it's ducks or, or geese, uh, and then before they jump. But, uh, you know, spread them out and, and work with uh, some different two or three groups within your spread, and you'll find that not not you know the birds won't always hit the they'll like one area more than the others in other words and 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 if it's working don't change it just you know switch your shooters out in that respect so if you've got a good setup uh spread and and it's working you know then uh just leave your spread alone move the hunters around if need to be for everyone to get their limit absolutely and it's <clears throat> That's one of the things I've always, you know, you, you try to, and, and how many times did it take that we all learned it? But usually you let that first flock tell you what's wrong or what's good. And if it's wrong right. on the first flock, it's going to be wrong on every other flock. And, you know, don't just keep sitting there right. if the first flock was the second, then I guarantee the second, third, and fourth. So always be, you know, uh, objective or be on the offense and, and move and, instead of waiting. But, um one thing I picked up there, you were talking, you know, it's the same thing with with a, hunting with a full body. You know, you, you always want to start out with is with the smallest amount you can. And, of course, as the season goes, even on full bodies, you got to increase your spread. But by moving in different angles, you know, if we're at 45s or 90s, you're at 45s on with these, um, well, it'd be 45 or 90, be 90 degrees, I guess. We're at 90-degree angles with, our, with the silhouettes. So would you say... Um, 
if you wanted to it look like four dozen or two dozen decoys out there, you want to put four dozen out. So would it be two to every one full body, two silhouettes to one full body, if you're going to look at it that way? If you want to put it to a ratio? That's correct. That is definitely correct. Yeah, that's yeah. it. So because, that's it. because uh, and, the, and the other thing is that, you know, the uh, birds really view a silhouette as a live goose. I mean, just because it's a silhouette, a lot of guys think, you know, well, you know, it's skinny or whatever, <laughs> you know, and it's not 3D, uh, you know, it's not a, not a full body, but they really do uh, act like a silhouette is a full body goose. Right. So, or live bird. So, you know, don't, uh, definitely give yourself spacing and, and, uh, definitely, uh, keep that in mind because they definitely want to have some room to land. Well, a lot of you. guys put their silhouettes too close. Don't give the birds enough room to land. And, uh, that's also not good. Exactly. I mean, it used to be back in the day, the rule of thumb was, uh, you know, warmer the weather, the uh, the more out we would spread our decoys out, the colder it got, the tighter we'd, we'd have our spread. But if a young guy calls you up and says, okay, I'm going to make a, a decision between black and whites, because I know you're into the black and whites now or to the to the color photographic silhouette, and I can, you know, I can only get four or five dozen, which would you recommend? That's a good question. Uh, black and whites have been strong, as you know, forever. Um, but, you know, the silhouettes now, too, are, I mean, with the full-color freedom or the, the photographic imagery, uh, they uh, they look so darn real <laughs> that, you know, we're, we're, what we're printing these days. So uh, I would stay with the photographic imagery ones if he can only, if someone can only get that that amount, you know, three or four dozen, yeah. uh, even five. You know, I, I mean, the black and whites are great. I, 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 and they can be used year round. That's that's there's there's no question about that. Um, I mean, I like black and whites to make put some depth into the spread. Uh, you know, uh, and add those into the spread uh, just because it, it, you know, that 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 dark pops from so far away and it, you know, it, it, it definitely draws attention. Uh, I found that, you know, on snowy days, that's also great to run, you know, the black and whites as well from a visibility standpoint, but you know what, on pure bluebird sunny days, there's nothing wrong with black and whites. In fact, if you ever drive around and look at geese on a, on a pure sunny morning, you'll see that the goose in the front uh, is, is where the light hits it is obviously in full color, but the one right behind it is shadowed so much from the goose to the side of it, it, it almost looks black. So, and all the sides that the sun is not hitting on those birds, they almost look black. That, so, you I, know, there's something, something to keep in mind on pure bluebird sunny mornings to you definitely add some black and whites in your spread. What I found about that, and you, you hit the nail on the head, but I guess with my theory on it of the years, 
anytime that I can find that there's more contrast, like with the black and white, anytime you can set where there's more of a contrast, like with black and white and snow, I definitely, if I got a sunny day and we got snow on the ground, I will go black and white, like you said, because of shadowing, but also it's a huge contrast difference. Same way if I'm hunting in a pit cornfield and it's an overcast day or anything, I will go with a photo uh, decoys every time, the photographic ones. If I'm sitting there on a bright sunny day, I might go half and half with the photographics up front in, in, in a pit cornfield. But when I'm in snow, I definitely like the black and whites because of that black and white contrast. When it pops like that, it usually it tracks and, and decoys the birds better. I agree with that. Right, right. Yeah, any, any bird, as you know, that you can make comfortable from some distance away, that's we'll call it locked up is, you know, is, is a bird, we'll call it in the bag, you know, for, for the most part, of course, you got to make your shot, but, uh, you know, but, you know, anything like that, but when, when you have to work them or work for them, and, and I don't care if you're using full bodies or, or whatever, you know, it, it's, it's still a crapshoot. I mean, there's no guarantee out there, as you know. Unless you got a legendary gear call and you're just murmuring them in. Well, yeah, maybe that would, that would probably help. We it's like money that. in your hands, Al. It's like money in your hands. <laughs> so let me ask you this, Al, if I can pull any secrets out of you. Is there anything future plans expanding or some stuff that you'll be working on or going to be coming out with? For Beyond well, we, Waterfowl? We dropped quite a bit. We, yeah, we dropped quite a bit this year. Uh you know, we, we have a really great product line from hawkers to the variety of Canada's, whether they're littles and, 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 and whatnot. We've got specs, we've got snows, we've got black and whites, we've got the, uh, quite a variety of ducks. Uh, we have cranes, uh, so uh, we even have some turkey. That, That's what uh, I was getting ready to see about turkey. For, for, yeah, for several years. Yeah, it's pretty neat to be able to haul around turkey silhouettes uh, yeah. kind of neat and you know even if you just want to take the hens around with you and and throw them in the, your backpack you know it's it's really great so our first year neat. our first year uh, of marriage out here you know first year di uh, taking diane turkey hunting she made i was so proud of her she made a big uh, uh silhouette plywood silhouette uh, biggest gobbler turkey she made pan painted i mean it looked real but she wanted me, she made uh, shoulder wow. straps and had me carrying it around the woods all turkey season. I don't get that theory. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, she was trying to tell me something. Right, yeah. <laughs> She's looking at me like, when I, I do that? You, I, yeah, I hope you had an orange on. <laughs> Have you ever thought about a deer, a deer silhouette? Uh, you know, it's kicking it around half. It's, yeah. it's a little late, obviously, for this year, but you never know. That's something interesting for next year. Oh, yeah, I know a guy would be a great field you know, tester. We're, 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 we're going to stay, I can tell you this, you know, we're going to stay in the silhouette uh, market. I mean, I doubt we're going to ever, you know, do any full bodies or anything like that. That's that's just not what our gig is. Sure. We're, you know, I want to stay in the in the silhouettes and, and, and remain you know, very, uh, doing, you know, a very good job in the silhouette uh, area, so. Well, you've done a great job, uh, my friend. You've got a lot of experience, and like I said, not too many people have been able to take their family business and, and experience of a prior company and be able to apply it to, you know, something they love to do as a hobby, and, you know, and it, the technology and everything. I mean, you guys have already paid your dues and crossed those bridges 
So it's, you know, you're dotting your I's and crossing your T's. So I appreciate you. And, yeah. and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there appreciate your, your decoys. And I sure hope that when I get out to Ohio here, hopefully I'll get out here in, in, in the November or December. Um, I can come up there and look you up and we can do some hunting together. And With, You're doing the legendary gear, period. I mean, between calls and some other stuff too, correct? So oh, yeah. I know you've got your 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 apparel line and stuff like that. So yeah, well, you know what? It, it, we feel blessed because we started. You know, we haven't. Uh, we're actually a new company that started, but then we started right at the beginning of a pandemic, and then you know, right in the, with the supply and the whole country and the whole, I guess, the whole world going chaotic and and everything else that's happened. But you know, the good Lord is. Uh, we've worked hard. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, things are starting to show. We we uh, got voted uh, in uh, Wildfowl Magazine in their uh, latest gear issue. That uh, one of the top calls, the top call picked of the uh, 2022 for the duck call, which was our nose dive. And then the, and it happened in the Canada Goose. Our old man was the number one. You know, well, you know, I've got that old man call. You sent me that, and that, yeah. that's a really great call. I believe is that maple. I mean, I've got yeah, that's so, maple. That's the bird's eye maple. Uh, yep, yep, right, correct. So, yeah, you know, things are going good. So, Diane, she, we did a, we're starting to do some articles for Predator Nation. That's another thing you need to start working on coyote silhouettes because we're uh, yeah we're getting into the coyote hunting and and uh, you know the first article we did we got is got published in Predator Magazine. We're doing another one here for the December and and uh, so things have been rocking and going good. So. And I know one thing that, uh, you know, we've used several, you know, we used other different brands of, of uh, in the silhouettes and everything. And my wife will be the first to tell you that your quality is second to none. I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's definitely the American made and, and it's what we're going to stand behind. And and um, yeah. it's just the, the great product. Um, there's great people behind it. It's a family business. It's what, you know, this country stood for and. And um, right. more than just that, Al, you, you make a great product. And you guys have well, paid, you know, well, it's like you. with me. We've, if you do your homework and you pay your dues and, you know, the, I used to always tell my son, I said, you know, a wise man will make a mistake too. The difference between a wise man and a fool is he doesn't make the same mistake twice. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a good one. That is true. Yep. That is true. So let me. Uh, That's right. What's some one, great one, la- one last thing. Uh You've got horses now, and I, I know you didn't have those when you were in Michigan. So, uh, what's the, is that a Diane thing with the horses, well, or is that you, or just uh, it started? You know what? My wife has been riding horses her whole life, so I, I take her from you know. Here's a woman that comes from New England with the White Mountains and ocean and and clean clean lakes with granite bottoms and then she moves to columbus where you know it's the fast life and everything you want out to iowa where there's nothing it's gorgeous but we live on you know the lakes it's not really you know it's more of a muddy bottom and good fishing it's a hunting state but i took brought a woman who never hunted and she was a trooper but she uh was definitely missing you know she'd love to have horses and you know one of the things that and i'll, I'll just tell the story at so everybody knows the story why the horses are so special to us but she moved out here and we were watching a movie on netflix and it's called ride like a girl it's a true story it's about the only woman who won the largest horse race in australia and it's a great movie and as she was watching it 
you know, it's a really sentimental movie, but as we're watching it, she's crying. And I'm thinking, well, gosh, it's not that sentimental. And then that night, she's still crying. So I kept asking, what's wrong? Well, the, she says, I just miss, miss horses. I grew up with horses. I rode my whole life. She went out to Wyoming and worked on a dude ranch training horses. And she barrel raced. She did nice. the jumping. And so I, so I looked at wow. her. And, of course, with me, I said, well, heck, let's get some horses. Oh, we can't. I'm like, what do you mean we can't? There's no such word as can't in life. And I, so, yeah. you know, I went through and I uh, went through great extent to uh, to make friends with a woman that we met out here. She worked at Orsland. She had a, a farm that she raised uh, Tennessee walkers. I introduced her and my wife together. Make a long story short, she had a male that was just a stud and he fell in love with Diane. She says, when we went to look at him, she says, I don't know if it, if it hits, you know, and right then at the first time, he's a gorgeous walker and. We got him, and we had a, a, a female that came with it because they wanted me. You know, you can't have one horse. So the lady was so happy that Dusty was going to a great home. He loved Diane. They gave us a, a good female that was they used for 4-H kids, you know, to teach to ride. So I was the corky oh, getting the, 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 getting the, the, the horse for dummies. I was getting the horse for dummies. So we brought him, in, and it was a good thing. And then... Uh, there was another little gilding came up at three years old, and the lady had it. She liked Diane and I both, but she said, George has got to have this horse was meant for him. And we went over there, and Diane liked another horse, but this horse was, he's the only one, he came up to me and just wanted to make friends. And we brought him home, and the Dusty wanted to kill him because the, the old mare, you know, she was in season, and it was just not a good deal. So we ended up giving the mare up, and... You know, we took our time, and Dusty still wanted to kill him, and Diane, just with her knowledge, we just kept bringing them both together and letting them get along. Now, today, Stormy's as big as he is, and he's a great writer. She's broke him in. She's done all the training, and they're the best buddies in the world. We have a place where we keep them here at the house, and then down the road, we have another 20 acres, so they go back and forth, and they're our kids, and we got places we ride along the lake, and it's just... You know, it's it's our life. It's a change, different life. And now I become a horseman, and I love them. And I'm still not a good rider, but you know, I haven't fallen yet. <laughs> Knock on wood. Yeah, <laughs> but, it's a great feeling to be up on top of a good horse. That's for sure. Absolutely. I know we're going to be using your product here next week and putting it to the test again. And some hopefully, we are so dry here. It's been. I mean, it's it's terrible. We. Um, we don't hardly, this is the first time I've been here. We don't have any ducks. There's a few birds, a few geese, but I mean, it's minuscule. Yeah, normally we got, yeah. you know, it's just, it's going to be tough hunting. And then I guess it's been dry all over. So anyway, we're going to give it our best. But Al, I appreciate you I, taking it. It should, it should work out for you. I, 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 I'm hopeful. I think from what I'm seeing right now so far, it's it's going to be a good year for waterfowl in general. So you know, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of places that don't have water. I, I understand that. But I think in due time, uh, it'll happen. And, uh, you know, I think the numbers are pretty good this year all the way around. And I, I look forward to be a pretty good year. So, yeah. Hey, Al, if people want to look you up, and what's the best way? How are they going to find you? Uh, just visit our website at uh, BigAlsDecoys.com. Uh, we're also on Instagram, Big Al's Decoys USA, and Facebook. 
and uh, that would be uh, the best way to do that. And there are some links to our website uh, or to uh, email on those and uh, and phone numbers as well. So feel free to call. I I try to talk to everyone that calls in at at some point in time uh, and uh, spend some time even on the phone with with people if they do have questions. So uh, you know, I I, I enjoy it. Been hunting since I was, uh, you know, 12 years old, uh, and uh, you know, it's a passion, and uh, it's something we all, obviously, like you, George, we're all sharing in, and and uh, you know, it's a big part of our life, and uh, you know, we we just love the outdoors. So, well, folks, if you want to get into a product with somebody who cares about what they're doing, and it's all about customer service, and and really having the knowledge of what they're doing, look up Big Al's decoys. I guarantee you won't be disappointed. If you want to uh, know more about them, you can reach out. You can call me at 603-558-0359 or godlynch at gmail.com. We're always talking about new products. We're always, I ask you guys out there, if anything you want to hear us discuss, just reach out and email me. We will do our best to try to do a podcast on it and try to educate. It's all about trying to educate the uh the, the people coming up and, you know, any of you guys out there, I mentioned this before, try to take a kid, try to take an old person out and enjoy the outdoors. It's not about the numbers. It's about the the moment. And Al, I appreciate it and uh, wish you and your family the best and uh, look forward to, to hooking up with you maybe this winter. And people, if you like what we're doing, please uh, d- subscribe to our um, Instagram, uh, Facebook, our platform, I think Diane's got on nine different platforms. Okay. Yep. So anyway, um, I appreciate it again. I want to put a shout out to my Canadian Northern brother, Brent Nadeau. Of, uh, if you like the music, the intro and the exit, that's my buddy Brent. He wrote that up for us. And he is uh, he's going to be in Nashville someday. So I want to give a shout out to Brent. So anyway, folks, we enjoyed it. If you get a chance, check us out at legendarygearusa.com. That's legendarygearusa.com. And as I always say, hunt safe, hunt smart, and may the good Lord be your guide. Well, I'll be out there, rain is shining. All a part of the great design. Bring it on, I can never get enough. Because that's what legends are made of.